so vain I'm pretty sure the song is about me I'm so vain Don't you think the song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? I usually say the date here, but this is not, this is going to be an undated episode. It's a new idea I have where I talk about my passion projects. And don't worry, it's not Fire Emblem. I'm going to talk about the things that are like I make reference to on the shows, but I've never talked about at length. I'm going to nerd out. I'm nerding out only one place. It's this Joe Batant right here on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. And I came up with an idea, because sometimes I don't have enough content for 20 minutes talking about a 24-hour period or even a 48-hour period. And I was like, you know, sometimes you have other topics you can talk about. You should just talk about those for 20 minutes. Uh, the idea came about, actually, on... Um, on Drag Race Down Under or Just Between Us Sheila's or something. And I was talking about how there's a This Joe Batanz tier. And uh, that, and Nat Pat 90 was like, why would I listen to that horrible show? And I was like, well, I don't get it either. I really, do, I really don't understand it, guys. No, you know what? I do understand. That's not true. I don't understand it with me, you know? But I understand. It's, it's funny. I understand the concept I just don't understand it with me. Uh, for instance, you know, Adam Burns essentially does the same thing with the Geeky Gay, and I cannot get enough of Geeky Gay. The second, I'm, I'm mad that it's only 12 minutes. The second that it comes out, I'm so excited. It's the first thing I want to listen to, right? And, 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 and I think he's worse than, he'll literally tell you about mowing his lawn and, I, there was one he did 20 minutes about wh what he does during the sermons when he goes to church, you know? And so I thought I would, like, I was like, well, you know, I could see why people like it. So I was like, what if I talked about, you know, there are certain things that people know I am passionate about, but that uh, I don't re I've never really gone into detail about. So today's topic, this passion project episode, is my history with magic. Uh, I want to talk about my history with magic, how I got into it. Um, that, that came to my mind too because of Drag Race Down Under. They did so uh, Kita Mean was going to do quote unquote magic, and RuPaul said she hated magic, and I was like, ah, RuPaul, I get it, you know, because I have a very bizarre relationship with magic, in that I both love it and hate it equally. Okay, so I think the best thing to do um, is to talk about my history with it and to, to see why I got where I am. So in terms of magic, um, as a child, I wasn't exposed to that much of it or more than the other kid. You know, like I think, uh, I think I liked it when a party had a, a magician at a party, but I don't remember anything. I specifically remember a couple of instances 
um, seen a magician on like some sort of early Saturday mornings kid show, like a local kid show on in a local station here. But I have very little memory of it. Um, I have very even though if you want, if you ever see the background of my uh, when I'm doing a show, you'll see I have a Doug Henning poster hanging. I'm actually not even a huge Doug Henning fan. I've, I've I've seen very little of his magic. I have faint memories of seeing it when I was a kid, and not liking it. So I think Doug Henning is a good example of maybe that poster is there is representative of what I don't like about magic. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's just a very bizarre poster. I've always just liked it, you know. And um, <clears throat> but I'm actually not even a big Doug Henning fan. So, so even some of my most prized magic possessions. Uh, because I've become more of a collector than a, a practicing magician, um, are things that I just have them because I think they're weird. And not necessarily because I think, oh, they're so amazing magical, so, magically. So uh, there used to be an uncle who would go to family parties, and he would do the same trick where he made like a nickel vanish in his arm, right? And like rubbing his arm, it would vanish. And I remember that, and then... Um, <clears throat> One time, an actual uncle, like my dad, my dad's brother, showed me a card trick. Showed me a couple of card tricks. I must have been about twelve, and I thought they were the coolest. Oh no, it's two. <laughs> One's kind of fraught. One is uh, an uncle taught me a trick, and then one, a priest, a visiting priest, when I was in Catholic school, taught me a trick. Ah ha ha! I can already see like hide the salami or something. No, actually, and I have vague memories of what he looked like or anything. He just. Showed me a magic trick and taught it to me. It's my first two tricks. I still know how to do them. And with the one my uncle taught me and the other one. And armed with those two tricks, I got super into magic. Well, coincidentally, my friend Adam de la Pena, at the same time, who was very influential in my life at the time, when I was 12, when I was, a, when I was an adolescent, um, he also got into magic. Okay. Now, Adam de la Pena was influential to me in a lot of ways, and I, I, I talked about this on Ricardo's at, on Ricardo's uh, lunch with Ricardo. But um, he influenced me in terms of I became a magician. He influenced me in terms of being exposed to comedy, you know, uh, like British comedy and, and stuff like that. A very impressionable age, and so. Again, Adam de la Pena started, we, and we bought trick. We bought magic trick books at like. Um, you know, at, at Crown Books or something, or you know, or Borders Books, and they they had a horrible magic selection. All those magic books are awful; they're dreadful. All those like Dove magic books, but we didn't know. And in fact, when we went to Disneyland one year. This is when we first started. It was probably about seventh grade. We went to Disneyland <clears throat> and went to the magic shop, and we wanted to buy. The only way you could learn magic was in books. Okay. Uh, they didn't even have videotapes, really. They were maybe a new thing. Uh, definitely not YouTube or anything. You had to learn it from books. And we each bought a magic book. What's funny is I bought a book called The Art of Magic um, by uh, – what's the name of King of Coins? Well, don't worry about it. Art of, we'll come back to that book in a second. The Art of Magic. And Adam, Bur and Adam bought one called Sachs Practical Magic, S-A-C-H-S. 
And the the covers had these modern covers. We legitimately thought these were modern because they were being sold at Disneyland in the Magic Book Stop in the Magic Store, and they had these modern covers. I actually still have the original Art of Magic that I bought at Disneyland, and um, and we were convinced that the, and and but we opened and they had like these weird without getting to secret. I can't get into secrets of magic, but I know I, that's a whole thing. There's a whole I could probably do two or three episodes about magic. But suffice to say that they were having us trying to buy things. They're like, well, just take a, a, a standing oulette. And we're like, a standing oulette? Where would I even get that? You know, like, you know, and then they had scripts. And the scripts were these ridiculous, like, oh, <laughs> you dastardly penny. You know, like, <laughs> and they were crazy. And we thought they were from, like, because they said published 1981, right? But that, I think that was a reprint. Because the reality is the art of magic is from, like, the early, early, early 1900s. Like, I want to say, like, 1903 or something like that. Maybe 1920. It's really old. No, like, early 1900s. And Sack's Practical Magic is probably even older than that. So here we were trying to do tricks that don't, that, that made no sense to anybody anymore. They wanted you to get a deck of cards with angel back uh, cards, which I think they make them again now, but at the time, they did not make angel back cards. And, uh... And so, it... it <laughs> It was just crazy. So then we thought, we, I don't know, we were doing all kinds of dumb shit with these dumb books, and we learned little tricks here and there. We bought also Scarn on card tricks, which is a bunch of self-working card tricks, and we would go terror, terrorizing all the kids. And there's two of us. I mean, just one of us terrorizing the kids. It's me and Adam de la Pena terrorizing the kids uh, in the school, making them show our magic tricks. And um, at the time, you know, my mom, before she retired, was a nursing home administrator. And um, there must have been a, an instance where we had a day off from school and she couldn't get a sitter. So we had to go to work with her. And we were bored, right? And she was at she was on the part where, like, it's the nursing home, but it was connected to, like, a place where just old, like, senior community, right? So she was like, you know what? My brother and I were driving her crazy. You're driving me crazy. Please just go. And play, find something to do. So we started wandering, and then and we talked to somebody else. And the guy's like, "Oh, well, you know, there's an old magician who lives here. By the way, this place was in Hollywood. There's an old magician who lives here." And we were like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah." And when he showed up, when he showed up to tour the facility, this this other old man was telling us. He was like, he said, he said to me because I was giving him the tour of the facility. He said he was with another guy, and he said. Think of a card. Think of any card. So I thought of a card. And then the other guy pulled the card out of his pocket. I was like, what? To me, I was like, I need to know how that works. So I was like, tell us where his room is. So they told us where his room is. And we go and we knock on the door. <clears throat> and he's like, hello. And like we're like, hello. And he's like, yes. And, and I was like, it's me and my brother. And we were like these little kids. And we were like, we heard you're a magician. And he's like, Oh, I was taking a nap. And he was like, can you come back later? And we're like, okay. So then we came back later and he showed us a couple of tricks. Didn't show us how they worked. Okay. But he did tell me that there was a magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard called Hollywood Magic. And I should go there. He gave me some advice. Whatever. I leave. So months later, uh, maybe it's, you know, well, in the intervening time, right? Let's say. In the intervening six months, 
my mom tells me that that magician had passed away. And I was like, oh, whatever. And you know, when you're 13, you're a little shit and you think you know everything, you know? So even at the time, I was like, yeah, whatever, stupid magician, right? And I don't know if that's, I mean, I thought he was cool, but I was like, he doesn't know the cutting edge magic in the art of magic, you know? Um, so, uh, I went to that magic shop, you know, I, I had my mom take me and I bought, you know, there were, they're not as many, they still exist, but there were, there was only like one at the time, one magazine for magicians called Genie Magazine. Okay. And they still exist. And so I bought my first issue and I'm thumbing through it. You're like, yeah, uh-huh. And they're in there. <clears throat> in the middle of the magazine is like a four-page obituary for this magician that I had met. And what I'm telling you is his name was Charlie Miller. And now that I know everything that I know about magic... <clears throat> He, along with a guy named Di Vernon, were probably one of the most important people in the field of magic with playing cards. Um, you know, at the time, playing cards, there was playing card magic, but it was his own thing. And then there was gambling, and that had its own thing. See, Charlie Miller was a card cheat, but also liked magic. And he and Di Vernon... Um, were friends, but they also uh, were the first people to incorporate the cheating techniques at the at the gambling table into magic. So a lot of magics at the time were very kind of like, "Hey, sir, you know, you pick a trick. Now I can't get into slights, but you pick a card, and uh, yeah, very good." And they and had all this weird stuff, and they had their own slights. They married the two. Charlie Miller actually, Adam Delapena actually strangely knows more about Charlie Miller than I do, but was like banned from the um, Friars Club. This is according to Adam Delapena told me this story. I should actually find out more about Charlie, but like was banned from the Friars Club because they caught him like cheating cards. He had like a hole in, I don't know, the whole thing Adam Delapena was telling me. But Charlie Miller was this very influential force in magic. Now, a lot of young magicians wouldn't know who he is now, even though Di Vernon's very famous. Charlie Miller, not so much, uh, even though there was two of them together. But, um, but what he, the influence he had on magic along with Di, and there's a reason why Di is more famous than Charlie. We'll talk about that in another episode is everything you see in card magic now is has come through them. So this person that I met, albeit one time for 10 minutes, had a profound influence because then seeing that really uh, propelled me to keep... I think every 13-year-old boy or girl toys with being a magician at some point. It's, it's part of being that age. But that experience propelled me to pursue it even further as did, and I don't know why Andela Pena did, but we both did it together. And uh, and eventually we did find a place that was actually right by where we went to school, very close, a very respected magic bookstore. And that had a profound influence too, because there's not that many of them. 
around. Obviously, it's a very niche product. You know, a bookstore that all you do is sell magic books. Okay. And this one happened to be right where we went to grade school and for me where I went to high school. So uh, all through my remaining junior high and um, high school experience, I spent every spare, you know, um, dollar I had from uh, allowance or saving lunch money that I didn't spend and to buy magic books, which are very expensive, by the way. And... um, and I just loved, I, lo- I still love magic books. I love magic books more than videos and everything else. And there's a reason why, and I'll explain that in another episode. The one thing I should say, too, as well, just to put a cap on the grade school stuff, is in eighth grade, we needed to raise money for a trip to Disneyland. And so what we came up with in the class was that Adam De La Pena and I would put on a magic show. And so we put on a magic show, cost 25 cents. I can't believe the teachers let us do this weird shit. And we put on for during lunch. You showed up during lunch. We got out, we got to get out of class a little bit early to go set up in the gym. And then the other kids in the class were charged for collecting the quarters. And um, Adam Dell opinion, I put on a full on magic show uh, for these kids. Now it was dumb tricks like putting a needle through a balloon and card tricks and whatnot. But everybody was entertained. They laughed. And I remember very little of it. I wish someone would have filmed it or something. But, um, yeah, we did a half-hour magic show, me and Adam Delapena, and raised money to help us go to Disneyland. And uh, that was a great school. There's a high school story, too, that Adam Delapena still talks about. It looks like I have time. So when we were freshmen in high school, but Adam Delapena went to a different high school. Okay? He went to a different high school. But I went to an all-boys Catholic school. And... uh, when we went, I, for some reason, when I got to high school, and this happened in college too, I got involved with things because I thought that's what you were supposed to do because I saw it on TV shows. So I got to high school and I was like a freshman. I was like a baby, right? Okay, let me tell you this. This is a weird story about junior high. I think Mercedes talked about it on her, on her, um, on her, um, uh, friend of the show episode but the first week i'm at this new school with Adam de la pena i ran for student council because i figured well that's what they always do in tv shows so i'm gonna run for even though i'm brand new i've been here a day i'm gonna run for student council and the same thing when i got to high school i thought you're supposed to be on the homecoming committee so i joined the everybody was like a junior or senior they were all seniors they all knew each other and they're like what's this freshman doing here and they thought it was super cute that a freshman was on the homecoming committee and the theme that year was magic, right? So I said, well, I said, well, it happens to be I'm a magician, right? So I like, oh my God, that's great. So, cause what they wanted to do was have, um, these giant cards and have the different, um, prom, the homecoming court select the card, but that the homecoming queen specifically would pick the one that had the queen card on it, right? And they needed me to force that card on that girl. And then they said they'd pay me and a friend, Adam De La Pena, to do magic tricks at the homecoming dance, which they paid us 75, well, they said, wait, rephrase, they said they'd pay us each $75 to do that. So we went and spent $75 on dumb magic tricks, okay? And then they didn't pay us. 
Well, the, the administrator didn't. Thank God Annabella Pena's dad is an attorney and called and threatened her until she paid us. Right? And then they paid us. But, um, yeah. And so Annabella Pena talks about it to this day. He remembers everything about that. That I was, my name was Samuel the Magician and I wore this like old person mask as a wizard. And, um, and I made the, and it worked. The homecoming queen picked the right card. And I was officially a nerd. What's funny is I still have the show's ending. I still haven't gotten to my experience with magic in high school, my experience with magic in college, the magic castle, Neil Patrick Harris, magic posters. Oh my goodness. Um, we have so much to cover. I thought, I thought I would do the whole thing in the one episode. Well, um, I believe the music is going to start any second. I can't tell another story. Um, but if you, if you guys like this passion project stuff, let me know. Uh, it's just stuff I never, I never have an opportunity really to tell these stories on the show. Um, but, um, if you like it, we'll do it. We'll do a further adventures in the, in the passion project nerdy stuff of Joe Batanz. But until then, we will be back tomorrow with another episode of this Joe Batanz. Uh, and you can only get that one place right here on After thought media.